Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Speakers and Cleats, the podcast. Welcome back to the Sneeze and Cleats podcast. It is November 8th. This is Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. It's hard to keep track nowadays. Um, time shift still getting you? Yeah, I had a, it was, it was kind of a rough time change. Um, especially since Jordan's a Chiefs fan, I had to wake up at a, like an hour early. Or oh, three yeah. Hours early For the game weekend. in Munich, yeah. Yeah, and then we went to Worstfest. So it was kind of a whole German day nice. on Sunday. But anyway, this is episode 47 of the Sneakers Cleats podcast. This is the high school hype squad episode. It is playoff time for high school football and volleyball, yes. actually. So a lot of great volleyball teams we got going on. But, um, We'll focus on football here. As always, we'll start with the number game. I love 47 because I love John Lynch. <laughs> I don't. 47 is one of those weird numbers because there's not too many of them. But, yeah, let's go with John Lynch because it was not only what, that's a buck and Bronco. Buck, buck and a Bronco. Two, or no, one Super Bowl, one with the Bucks. Never got one with the Broncos. Almost got to a Super Bowl with the Broncos, but never got there. But now, great uh, GM as well. So Yeah, just making all kinds of moves. I mean, geez, getting uh, Chase Young to go along with Bosa, the so Ohio stupid. State reunion. It's just kind of like, well, <laughs> good luck opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they'll stop their three-game skid. Uh, they play Jacksonville this weekend, I think. That's going to be a good game. Uh, I don't know. In a, in a few weeks, they have the Eagles, and I'm really hoping that either the Chiefs, the Bills, or the 49ers can knock the Eagles off their pedestal yeah. here a couple, uh, a little bit. At least make the AL East, or AL East, the AFC East, excuse me, NFC East. Jeez, I'm off today, guys. NFC East, a little bit interesting. So someone yeah. knocks off the Eagles. Um, I also wrote down Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt, also a Steeler. Steeler, great. So. Yeah, that, that's the one that kind of like comes up for anybody. So yeah, yeah. Steeler I, great. I didn't see that won four Super Bowls, I think, with them in the seventies. So um, steel curtain, steel curtain, part of that. I think he had fifty-seven overall interceptions, a Hall of Famer. So uh, John Lynch will be in the Hall of Fame soon. So uh, this week, like we said, playoff time. So it doesn't get more exciting than uh, week twelve of high school football. The first week when. A lot of teams are still in it. A lot are going to see their seasons end, sadly. Um, we just saw a lot of teams' seasons end. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about all that. we got our final TNL Top 10 poll. Uh, who all they play this week, their playoff paths. We'll go over some more interesting games in the playoffs. But first, I want to start with season shout-outs. So a lot of teams just ended their season. More than half uh, in our area just ended. So is there anybody that didn't make the playoffs that – kind of stuck out in your brain whether that's players whether that's teams i just want to give them you know give them their flowers real quick before we get into the nitty-gritty of the playoff teams for one i'll start yeah. uh brennan carroll it, not enough can be said about that kid he is the roosevelt offense he helped the rough riders to almost make the playoffs this past season he i think he had like 2600 or yeah 2600 yards 
this season and like 26 touchdowns. Did he, it was, did he get across the 2,000? Yeah, he got it, Oh, yeah, easily. It was either 2,300 or 2,600. He didn't need I can't much. Remember. No, he didn't need much. And this la- this past week, he ran for 336. I mean, it's just like every <laughs> every single week, the kid's running for two 300 it's yards. Video, it's video game numbers. Yeah, it's insane. So I want to give him a shout-out. Um, they did a fantastic job over at Roosevelt and Coach Carroll and his son. So uh, he deserves all the praise in the world. Yeah, I, he would be one, I think, kind of going with another running back, and, and really you have it marked down here, a team at large. But uh, Jaden Gutierrez, who, you know, he's first all-star to be selected from Sotomayor High School, but, you know, what, what a job for him, kind of yep. being kind of being the senior leading that young team, only second year of varsity ball. Um, I'm trying to think of some other, you know, teams that didn't make into the playoffs. Um I think Warren's in there though, aren't yeah. they? So, I mean, so no, I don't think did Warren make it. I don't think Warren I've, made it. Maybe, but uh, you know, I, I there's so many teams that it's hard to kind of keep track. I'd have to go back and look and see, you know, if there were if they did sneak in some. I don't, I don't think they maybe did, but uh, I, I think maybe another one then would be uh, Antonio Meza uh, yeah. from Warren High School, great quarterback who. You know, um, can sling it around a little bit, and he'll he'll be another all star as well that we'll get to see on January sixth. So uh, he would be another one that I think you know, great high school career. Uh, unfortunately, maybe not a playoff appearance the final season, but he gets one more shot on January sixth. Yeah, no, there's just so many good performances. So I wanted to take a couple of minutes here at least to just shout out the the entire Sotomayor team. Also, I mean, how, what they did in the second year as a program being in the playoff hunt pretty much the entire time until the end. Yeah, uh, hot start. Hot start, and they they kind of showed that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of these seasons. I mean, you have a lot of good teams. Roosevelt uh, battled till the end. Um, it was uh, Marshall had a decent run right at the end of the season as well. All those teams over there in that Northeast District mm-hmm. battled their butts off, so yeah. props, off, props to them as well. Uh, Warren did finish fifth in the district so got it um let's get to a final tnl top 10 uh reagan finished 10 and 0 8 and 0 in district their first time uh being undefeated since 2015 so brad and uh brad jackson shout out to him signing to texas state today uh good for him uh congratulations to them they're gonna play east central friday at 7 30 at comalander in the first round east <laughs> east central really uh, Threw some wrenches into uh, a couple of the 6A playoff seedings, <laughs> man. I mean, East Central, since they're a bigger school than Steel, now gets to play in the Division One aspect. Steel gets bumped down to Division Two, which makes Steel's um, playoff path, I guess, so much easier. Because the winner of this Reagan East Central game, well, congratulations, you get Westlake probably. Yeah. So. You know, that's it's just the breaks of, you know, how it goes and everything. But uh, I guess enrollment numbers or something like that, yeah. you know, it's kind of weird Population how it all gets. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. But, you know, talk about a bad break for John Jay. You know, you have an historic season, one of your better seasons in recent memory. And it's like, well, guess what? You get to go on the road. That, now that was probably like a flip situation, you know, to to get that. But it's like, man, you you think at least you finish second in your district, you're going to be hosting a playoff game. Well, I think if they beat Brennan, they would have gotten second and they would have hosted. But yeah, well, I mean, again, it's it all. You have tiebreakers and everything. You you know, you just think they would have they would have. Well, I, okay, I guess Harlan was in the top in that district, so Harlan, Brennan, Jay, right? Correct. So it makes and sense. Then Taft. Um, but yeah. It, 
you know, there's there's all situations. You can go through every team and just be like, man, what a great season. And then it's like, oh, they got to go on the road, right. or you know, they get <laughs> they they get a tough draw, you know, with like, yeah, you know, you get past that first round, and then oh, you look ahead at that second round game, and then it's like, yeah, you know, that's going to be a really tough one. But uh, Steel is a team where I think they have plenty of weapons to where it's like, okay, you can at least make it competitive. They they were with it against Lake Travis. Now again, Westlake is you know they're the perennial powerhouse in the state of Texas. You know they're the factory, but you never know. It's like if if Steel and they've been playing great ball down the stretch here. So it's like they they could you know who knows you get hot at the right time, and uh, you you might surprise a team or two. It's just kind of crazy that like in. Uh, 6A Division One. you have Vandegrift, uh, Lake Travis, Westlake, Reagan, mm-hmm. Johnson. You just have, like, it's every big team in our area and every big team in Austin just down in region, into one. Down in Region 4. Yeah, yeah, down in Region 4. It's like only one of those teams can even get to the semis. It's like, good Lord. Just mm-hmm. the, the I wouldn't be surprised if none of those teams won just because of the gauntlet that all of them have to go through. Yeah. So, like, Reagan... Congratulations! You went uh, ten and 0, 8 and zero in district. Your first time since twenty fifteen. Congratulations! Here's Westlake. The I believe they're the third ranked team in in the entire state right now, in six A. So it's just like it sucks that we're, we might lose that team. And I don't want and I don't want to say that Reagan can't win that game because they absolutely can. Yeah, Westlake no, is is not unbeatable. But. I know, yeah. We I know we kind of got off topic talking about steel a little bit, but yeah, for Reagan, they're a lot like steel, where it's just like you got plenty of weapons. Uh, Brad Jackson, again, a transfer quarterback coming in from the Houston area, signed with Texas State today, so it's like you got him slinging around. Caleb Capuccio, you got Cole Pryor, who is a beast of a running back. Yeah, and they if, held him out last week. And too. if you can, if you can get into a situation where it's like you're up in the fourth quarter, it's close, you can salt away that game and grind it out with the running game. I, I really like Reagan in a game like that. So um, now, granted, they're going to have a tough test with East Central too. Yeah, I don't you know, wanna, I don't want to walk over East we're, Central. We're not, we're not getting. You know, it's like you're, that's a good opening test as well. And you know, Austin Vivier, a great playmaker, is going to be all over the field. Uh, literally, you know, offense, defense, special teams. So <laughs> you know, it's that's going to be a fun one. I mean, granted, it's nice for Reagan. You know, they're in friendly territory, familiar territory, playing at Comalander Stadium. Uh, so that that one's going to be a lot of fun to to be at watching those two get at it. Yeah, quick shout out to East Central. I mean, they were defeated pretty much this whole season, and then their last two weeks, they win their last two games. Last one being, I think they were up by seven with two minutes left in the fourth quarter in their last week against San Marcos. Got two pick sixes and an yeah. offensive touchdown. Ended Just up winning blitz. by like twenty five. Yeah. Um, but they made the playoffs over Clemens with just two wins in district just because of their last two weeks. So it's just a huge testament to that program over at East Central. It's like you could have given up, and instead you made the playoffs. You get to at least see a playoff game in your area against Reagan, and it's a, it was a quick, really good testament to the Hornets over there. Um, but anyway, Reagan, I, I, I think that Reagan will probably win that game. They'll probably go on to face Westlake, and then we'll have uh, – game of the year uh potential next week against Westlake with I believe Reagan 16th in the state out of 128 6A teams and uh Westlake is 3 or 4 something like that. Should so. be fun. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to this game. Uh when is it on Friday here with that Reagan and East Central get together? Yeah, Friday 7 o'clock, 7:30. 7:30. So, yeah, that one I'm I'm looking for that's going to be one of the ones between two 
you know, it's an all local game between two really good programs. Uh, I like what Coach Hubbard does at East Central. You know, he he gets his guys playing the right way and everything. So uh, that's that one's going to be a lot of fun. And these two teams actually played each other, I believe, a couple of years ago. So you know, you, it's playoffs. So man, it's anything can happen. Exactly. It's high school football. Anything can happen, man. Uh, let's get to our second team is Steel. There's not a lot of changes in the TNL top 10. I think it was just our 10th team that changed. Uh, Burbank made its way into the top 10. But second team in TNL top 10 is 9-1, uh, 5-0 in District Steel. They're only lost the season to Lake Travis, uh, and they won't have to play them in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing for Steel. Like I said, they play Brandeis 7 o'clock on Thursday, so tomorrow night over at Lenhoff. So um, I'm not going to – that's going to – should be a pretty good game. Brandeis gave – um, Reagan, all they could handle in the first half last week. Mm-hmm. So Brandeis can compete with anybody. Uh, Brandeis historically a very good program and uh, definitely the best run out tunnel in our area. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> their blow up tunnel is Massive, pretty phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it last week for the for one of the first times that like actually saw the process of them blowing up. It takes a whole team of people to get that thing up. So <laughs> props to them. Um, but like I said, Steel got helped out tremendously by East Central. So East Central win means Steel has to play Brandeis in the first round instead of Johnson. That moves Johnson to D1, and now Johnson basically has to play New Braunfels and then either Lake Travis or Vandegrift. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a second. But they also have an easier second-round matchup. They were going to have to play Vandegrift or Lake Travis. Now Lake Travis. Now they get McNeil or Bowie. So huge help to them in their draw in the third in the third round. They could even play Harlan uh, if both teams went out. So that would be pretty amazing if that were to happen. Yeah, it would be fun. Again, another a matchup here where it's you can't overlook that first round a by district game between Brandeis, um, the the young quarter, or I guess he's a senior filial at uh, Brandeis. You know, hopefully he's healthy and ready to go. I know he he kind of had ran into maybe some injury yeah, issues. Yeah, he went, he went it, down in the first half last not, week. Okay, this past week I thought it might have been the week before, but he's gotten he's gotten banged up a little bit a couple of times this season. Yeah, last, last week against Reagan, I think it was right before the half he got. And I know earlier in the season, too, he kind of ran into that, you know, just kind of banged up a little bit. And and you want everybody at full strength for these games and stuff, just, you know, for, for the fact that, you know, these teams have worked so hard to get to this point. You want you want everybody healthy so they can settle on the field with all their horses at play. And, and so um, I yeah, I do like Steel in this one, just in the way that they're playing. Their defense is, is really good, and they're – you know, Chad Warner has a bunch of offensive weapons to throw yeah. to. Uh, but Brandeis, man, they've got a really solid defense, too. A couple of all-stars on that defensive side, Jacob Voss. Uh, and there's another linebacker that his name escapes me at the moment. It's not Tyler Mer- Trevor Short. Um, you know, th- those two guys on the back half of that defense, yep. you know, it's it's going to be a fun test for those Steel Knights to try and, and move the ball they like to chuck it, but you know, with with Jacob back there calling calling the shots in the in the secondary, and then uh, Trevor running the linebacker spot, you know, that's that's going to be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, and you got Jonathan Hatton as well. I mean, back there behind Chad Warner, it's like pick your poison. What do you what do you want to do? Do you want to yeah. cover Jalen Cooper out there? You want to cover Jonathan Hatton? You want to cover right. uh, um, Royal Capel, or do you want to cover Jalen Cooper? Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, pick your poison here. If they, and if Steel's one of those teams, it's like if you're all if they're all clicking, you're. It's going to be uh, hard pressed to beat that team. I mean, mm-hmm. they're they're obviously one of the best teams in the state for a reason, and if they're clicking on all cylinders, which honestly they've rarely done this season, you've seen them kind of put it all together. First game against Brennan, that might have been uh, I don't know whether that was great steal or bad Brennan at that point. Uh, Brennan obviously got a lot better this season, 
but Steele has put together like two or three games when they are truly clicking on all cylinders. Everybody's hitting their spots. Everybody's in their gaps on defense. Uh, uh, Chad Warner comes up big on with those legs in on and through the air. I mean, you have some of those performances and seeing the potential. I know David Signs is going to be uh, hounding them to get to that potential for the next six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Harlan, they could play uh, Steel in the third round. Harlan is our third team in the TNL Top 10, as they have been almost all season long. 10-0, 8-0 in district. They were It's their best season in school history with Noah Ferris back there calling the shots uh, with Coach Salas. Uh, not too bad of a path. They, if they win, they play uh, Eagle Pass on Ferris tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Uh, if they win, they'll either play Edinburgh or Harlingen and then potentially steal in the regionals. So uh, decent path for them to at least get to uh, the area round and maybe to regionals against Steel. I think that they win tomorrow against Eagle Pass uh, Fer- or at Ferris. Harlan has, had, has shown that they're the best team in that uh, district and – for good reason, they got a pretty decent draw. Yeah, I, I like you said, it, it kind of starts with Noah Ferris, but I also really like Jiver Graham. Um, they're Harlan's running back. I think he's he's kind of almost a little bit like a Cole Pryor uh, for them a little bit. Can can close down a game, grind grind things away. Uh, when when you're looking for somebody, you know, a, a drive to sustain things wind the clock and and hopefully you know get another score to put things out of reach so i do like harlan over eagle pass and they get to that second round and then you know we'll see what they're not much is you know don't know too much about edinburgh or, or harlan's in there but yeah it would be exciting the potential is there for them to you know if if they went out steal ones out get another third round That'd matchup awesome. all around you know all local Matchup in the third round that would be a, a lot of fun to see. Tip of the cap though to Coach Salas and the and the Hawks. What a great season and and you know hopefully it's like it's the start of a great postseason run. Yeah, Harlan has one of the best weapons in our area too. Peyton Matthews is phenomenal. He's only a junior. He's he's kind of the, one of those uh, multi sport athletes, a uh, track guy and and uh, I think he, I think he's cross country as well. But he's just one of those fantastic receivers and DBs that they have over there. They just have a bunch of athletes that have kind of bought into the program and that Coach Salas has brought up. And now he's kind of has his group of guys, and he has all the all his horses pulling in the same direction. And they battled through this district. Like you can't say enough about how hard that district is with Brennan and Jay and Taft and all of the good teams in that district. Soto playing so much better. Uh, Holmes can score with anybody. They they battled and and really um, those last couple of weeks when they beat Taft and beat Jay kind of showed their medal in that district. So yeah. Uh, fourth in the TNL top 10 is Smithson Valley. They're nine and one, six and zero in, in uh, district. They're in the five a, obviously if also, if you wanted to read more about the steels path, David Hinojosa over at San Antonio express news did a great article on it. That's where I got a lot of my info. So, uh, thanks to David Hinojosa who always does a great job over there at express news, uh, Smithson Valley. They are playing Georgetown 7 PM on Friday. Um, they have a potential regional matchup against college station. If they win this week. Uh, and win next week. College Station's the one that ended their uh, quarter fi- in the quarterfinals, ended their run last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was final second goal line stand. It was one of the most heartbreaking losses for Larry Hill up there, where he, I think he thought that they were going to win that game, and they needed a couple more yards to do it. Um, so that would be pretty awesome if College Station wins to the regionals and Smithson Valley wins to the regionals. They match up and maybe get a little bit of revenge in that regional round. Yeah, I remember that game. That was, you know, 
like you said, a heartbreaker. It was phenomenal for both teams. You know, just Smithson Valley coming up on the short end. Uh, again, looking to take care of business first with Georgetown. Um, don't know too much about this Georgetown team, but thinking that Smithson Valley, you know, they've they've been on their game, on their P's and Q's for the past several weeks now. You know, ever since that opening week loss to Reagan, they probably learned a lot of things there. And ever since, you know, it's just been solid, you know, Larry Hill style, Smithson Valley football. So, uh, you I mean, know, the team's three points away from being undefeated. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, so it's unbelievable. You know, you look for them to, and, and this is what they play for up there. Yeah. So uh, it's, they, they grew up during this regular season and now it's like, okay, now you get to really test, you know, what, what kind of lessons have they learned and will they kind of continue that that playoff excellence that is, you know, obviously it's, of course, been expected uh, from that program ever since Larry Hill's been there. So. Yeah, and I said College Station against uh, Smithson Valley would be a great third-round matchup. but And I said I hope for that, which I do. However, if we do, uh, if College Station does lose this week to Bernie Champion, I wouldn't mind a rematch of that Bernie Champion-Smithson Valley game either. Yeah. Got uh, Bernie Champion playing College Station this week, first round. Uh, I think we expect College Station to maybe win that game, but I wouldn't put anything back past Blaine Ellis and Jordan Ballin and and Sawyer Bully up there and, yep. and Gage Goldberg and all those all those boys. They got horses too, and they're gonna yeah. come, they're gonna bring their lunch pails and try and win that game no matter what. So mm-hmm. uh, fifth up in the uh, TNL top ten is Alamo Heights. They ran through district yet again, ten and zero, nine and zero in district. They're undefeated once again. They're twenty nine and one in the regular season the last three years. So not enough good things can be said about Coach Ron Ridiman over there in the Alamo Heights Mules. Uh, next game for them is Friday. First round playoff matchup against Lockhart at Orem, seven o'clock. It's kind of tough to tell how good Alamo Heights is because of the district that they play in, but you know they're gonna they're gonna win a couple of playoff games, and we'll see exactly what they're made of. I think they're gonna be yeah. I mean, you, you can kind of make that argument a little bit and bring that up. Okay, their their regular season schedule isn't maybe the toughest, but. Man, when you got Colin Ernst and Michael Terry the third, um, those are not fun matchups. No. I, I mean, the defensive coordinators getting ready for the Alamo Heights Mules. I'm sure they're pulling their hair out, try, <laughs> just trying to figure it out. How do we stop these guys? Because it's like, man, you know, uh, it's it's just tough to stop those guys. Those those guys are playmakers. Michael Terry third is is a man amongst boys. So I think um, Colin had more rushing yards this year than he did passing yards at at the quarterback position. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's, so, well, it seems like every highlight we look at, he's just running for 80 yeah, yards and yeah. touchdown, well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but it just goes to show, you know, it, he can beat you with the legs or the arm. So, um, you know, that's that's going to be fun to see, you know, just how, how they attack it and spread the ball around a little bit because it's, it's a multifaceted offense that can, you know, ground and pound you or beat you over the top. You know, if they get that ground game going, look for the play action, go over the top, and and see you later. Yeah, Alamo Heights, sixth-ranked team in uh, in uh, 5A Division Two. If they win, I believe it's if they win two matchups, they would have a regional matchup with Piper if Piper also uh, wins their next or their first two games, which would be really cool. Piper, the ninth-ranked team in uh, the area, or excuse me, ninth-ranked team in the state in just their second year. Uh, as a program at, at the varsity level. So it's pretty impressive what Piper's getting to. We'll get to them in a second. Alamo Heights also would would match up against Liberty Hill uh, in the quarterfinals if they get there and if Liberty Hill gets there as well. Liberty Hill, not as good as maybe they usually are. Right. We've seen them lose a couple of games this year. 
Uh, but I know that if Ron Rudiman and the Alamo Heights Mules get to get to the quarterfinals and play Liberty Hill, who has knocked them out of the playoffs two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Last year we saw them, and they, I think they were up. I want to say Alamo Heights was up 14, 17 points in that game. Liberty Hill came back and won it in the last minute. It was yeah. a heartbreaker for the Mules, and because I, I know that last year they thought that that was their year, and uh, with Red Anderson and all those boys. But God, that would be an exciting matchup to see yeah. that in the quarters. It won't be hard for Alamo Heights to get up to that game. Absolutely not. Get up, get up for that game if if they you know if if they find the Liberty Hill squad waiting for them. So yeah, that that one's going to be a fun one. Yeah, that would that would be really good. But I mean. I hope that Piper and Alamo Heights get to the get to the regionals. That would be mm-hmm. a really really fun matchup mm-hmm. uh, for two local area teams. We'll get to Piper in a second. But Johnson is our sixth team in the TNL top ten, nine and one, seven and one in district. Only loss was to Reagan uh, in a pretty close game all the way through. Um, they play New Braunfels Friday seven thirty at Heroes, I believe. At the first look, I mean, it's just a horrible draw for them. I mean, they if they beat New Braunfels, which is no layup. We we know that New Braunfels is a squad, uh, second place in that district. Yeah, they play Vandegrift or Lake Travis. Uh, Vandegrift, I think I expect to win that game, but Lake Travis obviously is one of the best teams in the country, or excuse me, in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, Vandegrift, I think, is the f- second, third ranked team in the state. They have Deuce Adams over there, who and his brother Deuce threw one pick all year. I think he has twenty six hundred yards and twenty six <laughs> touchdowns and a pick. There's a reason he's going to Louisville. So um, it's just I, looking at it. I just I I felt bad because Johnson has had such a great year, and you would want to see them at least in the third, fourth round. But there's just so many damn good teams in six A. Yeah, I mean, well, that, welcome to big boy football in right. Texas, exactly. you know. So, um, but I mean, man, when you when you have guys like Bubba Johnson, King Johnson, and I mean, you got Ty Hawkins, a TCU commit as a junior. Yeah. Uh, it's like, man, they, it's like, you got the studs to do it. So why not? Uh, this, this game against your Braunfels, Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a banger too. Yeah. That one's, that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I, I think that's one that's uh kind of circle that we definitely want to get to on Friday night. For sure. So, um, you know, that, that one's going to be fun to see. I can't wait to see how all these play out, but you know, a good test against New Braunfels. You know, they're they're a never say die team. You know, and and New Braunfels was in it close against Den Ryan earlier in the season. So they're they're kind of like a almost you don't know what you're going to kind of get a little bit sometimes. Are they going to be on or will it be? But um, you know, or or will it kind of just be an off game for them? But with with playoffs on the line, it's winner go home time. So the, these two teams, it's it's going to be fun to watch them go at it. Yeah, and I keep saying like it's a tough draw for Johnson or it's a tough draw for Reagan. I don't want it to seem like I'm saying that they can't win those games because Johnson right. can for sure beat anybody on their best day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnson with Bubba and King and and Ty and all the guys they have on their defense. Coach T P Miller is going to have them ready. It's just like. It's just a tough draw. It's a tough game. Vandegrift and Lake Travis are two yeah. really good teams. New Braunfels is a really good team. There's a reason they got second place in their district, and they held Steel scoreless in the second half. Mm-hmm. Like they are a very, very good team, and it's just it it is a tough draw in that six A six A region. Because I mean, even if Reagan wins that game, congratulations, you're probably gonna have to play Westlake at some point. So yeah. let's it's just tough. Um, Going to our seventh team in the TNL Top 10, Southside. So Southside is 9-1, in district. Another undefeated run for them in their district. Congratulations to them. They're playing Victoria West Friday, 730. 
I uh, don't want to spend too much time on them, so let's get to Brennan. Brennan is eighth. They are eight and two, seven and one in district. They're uh, playing United South Friday at Gus, seven o'clock. We just got to give a huge shout out to Coach Bazer. I mean, Coach Bazer, this t- this season could have gotten away from them early, and instead of that happening, they finish eight and two. They beat Jay the last week of the season to get the second place in their district. They have a home game now in the first round. I mean, it's just. Not enough can be good things can be said about Coach Bazer and the Brennan Bears and what they accomplished this year after starting out just about as rough as it could have started. Yeah, lots of growing up on on this roster. So, uh, and I we kind of talked about them last week. You know, it's just it'd be interesting to see what the percentages of 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 the guys who started that week one game against Steel and how many of them are still playing now and just the experience. There's no substitution for that. Now you get okay. You get experience for this young team in the playoffs, which is going to be huge, um, and and that's just going to carry over into next season. Uh, I look for them to. I think they will shouldn't have a problem against United South. It's a team that that comes over and plays against these North Side and Northeast schools at the beginning of the season. So it's it's a team that I think a lot of coaches are familiar with. Uh, shouldn't be really too many surprises. Plus, you know, getting a home game, you, you don't have to travel all the way out to Laredo. That's yep. a long bus ride. So, you know, it's, it's so helpful that they get to come here. You know, again, it's kind of like Reagan. You get familiar confines you're in you're in a building that you know a field that you know so I, I look for the bears to to advance and you know congrats as you said congrats to coach Bazer on just the job that they've done and, and that entire coaching staff getting those guys ready um you know it's i i'm not sure who they have who would be for their second round yeah, but second round i don't know third round would be the other one okay but um you know yeah, I, I I think the Bears are, are going to be moving on to the second round. I, I I would chalk that one up. Go ahead. Yeah, I would I would chalk that. I think they'll get to the third round. Third round's when they'll play the winner of the Vandergrift, like Travis, New Braunfels, Johnson, mm-hmm. like foursome over there. Gotcha. And then if you win that one, congratulations. Here's Reagan or Westlake. Right. Like it's just, yeah. it's like just let's let's just get to the good teams now. I mean, yeah. every, it's it's a tough game every week already in your district. Now you're going to be like, all right, here's Vandegrift, mm-hmm. like Travis, Westlake. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, but Brendan, much better team now than they were at the beginning of the season when they lost to Steel. I think if you if they played that game again now, uh, it would be a much 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 better game. Than little, it was yeah, one, a little so. closer. I think yeah. You know, it, it'd be much closer now. I, th- I think Steel still comes out on top, but uh, yeah, you know, I think they saw what Steel can do, and it's just like, all right, there's no reason we can't get to that level too. And, and they've they've reached that, you know, throughout the course of this season. Yep. Uh, ninth team in the uh, TNL top ten is Pipers, and I touched on them a little bit earlier. We'll get to them a little bit more now. Nine and one overall, six and zero. Oh, in district huge shout out to coach nick rogers over there winning district going nine and one in just the second season of their program on Un- i believe they went undefeated in district they beat liberty hill last week to claim the top spot um with no challengers really outright currently ranked ninth in the state in 5a d2 they get sam houston another local team here uh at 7 p.m on friday they could face alamo heights in the regional round it's just like so many good things like all the good vibes going to piper i mean it's just sure. like it's unbelievable how second year programs can do something like this and go nine and one and just just believe in yourself and, and get to this to this point already 
Yeah, and I think part of it is just kind of the environment that they have up there. Uh, the facilities up at Piper, of course, you know, brand one of the brand new schools in our area, but um, everything is just kind of like a palace. I mean, it's it's almost <laughs> like uh, Smithson Valley. It's kind of nestled into the hill country, you know, fringe of the hill country. And um, what what a space up there! I, that's one of the games that I hope if if we're able to, we're, we're uh, we can run somebody up there because it's it is. Quite a sight. I've I've seen pictures uh, from from previous uh, reporters who have gone out there, um, who who have worked here, and it, and it's just yeah, what a, what a space and uh, what as you kind of said, what a job by them, just second year, and and it's like again, you you just don't know. It's like yeah, you take your lumps that first year, you learn a bunch of lessons, and then it's just like well, why not us? Why can't you just go out on a run and, and beat all these teams and beating teams like Liberty Hill to clinch a, a district championship? That is huge. That's huge for just your program and your culture. So, uh, looking for them. I, I, that's going to be another good game, a fun one to watch to see who who comes out on top. Yeah, I mean, and a huge shout out to Jake South, a name we haven't uttered yet on on the podcast. I don't think in all of our high school episodes, but it's Piper's senior quarterback. He was injured the last two years, and uh, he had twenty nine hundred and twenty one yards and thirty four touchdowns in his senior season. So that's getting it done. It's uh, tough to lose some games when you got thirty four TDs coming from the quarterback. So. Yep. Uh, shout out to him. And then a quick one as well. Our 10th team in the TNL Top 10, Burbank, had one of their best seasons of all time. 9-1, uh, 8-1 in district. Kevin Hernandez, not enough good things can be said about him either. I've been saying that a lot this podcast, but it's just like there's so many good players and good teams around us. Yeah. Kevin Hernandez rushed for 931 and 12 touchdowns, passed for 1,910 yards, 24 scores, just four interceptions. He is a beast, and they have a beast of a matchup in their first round of the playoffs. It's going to be one of the more entertaining games probably in this first round. Burbank against uh, Veterans Memorial and James Peoples over there, 7 p.m., SAISD Sports Complex on Friday. Winner will probably get Flower Bluff, but this first-round matchup is one that nobody can overlook. No, it's not. Um, it's, again, another one that we're, we're definitely going to be showcasing on Friday night. Oh, for sure. Um, and and really, yeah, Kevin Hernandez, just a football player, uh, doesn't get off – give off the stature of a quarterback when you see him, but the the dude's a player and I you know, yeah, they're on opposing offenses and stuff, but him going against James Peoples and, and seeing I'm I'm looking forward. It's I think it's just gonna be trading haymakers, you yep. know, those two guys making big play after big play. That's gonna be a lot of fun to to see and watch. And we've seen Burbank compete with good teams before. We saw them in Alamo Heights earlier the, earlier this year. They gave them a run, especially in the first half. And then Alamo and a little depth bit, runs away. Sure. You know? And but. it was also a little bit into the third quarter, too. You know, it was just close. And, and as you mentioned, yeah, Alamo Heights, their depth just kind of pulls away. And, you know, Hernandez, they've, they've got a few more weapons than maybe Burbank does. But, uh, yeah, you know, you can't overlook uh, what, what Kevin Hernandez can do. You know, he's he's just a fun, fun playmaker. Right. Uh, a lot of other huge games. Obviously, we have four teams in every district that are that's around us in the playoffs. So we're not going to go over every game today, but I got a little bit of a list of some other ones um, that we might want to touch on. Davenport's playing Fredericksburg. That's uh, Thursday nine o'clock or uh, November 9th, Excuse me, seven o'clock. Davenport Stadium. One I wanted to touch on real quick though is Bernie. They're playing Taylor. Um, Bernie is just Shea Hendricks up there, and and Jackson Bays and and. 
who has been hurt all season, for them to go nine and one and still have a chance at a, a state title after losing your starting quarterback is, is unbelievable. Oh well, I mean, state runner-ups from last year. You exactly. know, it's Bernie's a factory, and and it's not just the Bernie Greyhounds; it's also the Bernie Champion Chargers. Right. There's <laughs> there's something up the water just up the road in I ten. I mean, the, those guys, and and it's not just the football team. I mean. You had a soccer team that was going very far. The girls' basketball team is is getting you know deep playoff runs and everything. It's just there's a lot of great athletes and um, on on both sides and all teams and everything uh, at Bernie High School and Bernie Champions. So uh, I I think Bernie, this is you know kind of the start of okay you know it's the opening stanza of another uh, another deep playoff run for the for the Greyhounds. Yeah, I mean, and I think we expect them to win this week. They have a, an outstanding chance to get back to the state championship game in Jerry World. So it, a lot of their guys came back last year. They lost a lot of seniors, but their key guys came back. And when you get performances from the young Hendricks freshman at quarterback like they have all season, and then you have Jackson Bays potentially coming back for the playoffs, it's like you can do anything, man. Yep. So uh, Somerset's playing Burnett on Thursday as well. Let's get to some Friday game. The interesting Friday game – uh, that we haven't touched on yet is Clark and Judson. Mm-hmm. That's seven thirty Friday at Ferris. Um, I will probably be going to that one. I would I would assume. <laughs> uh, we don't know where everyone's going yet, but that's uh, near our station, so we like to go over to Ferris. Um, winner plays Dripping Springs in the second round, most likely. But Clark and Judson's just an interesting matchup. Clark has had a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of weapons. Philip Metzger at, at quarterback is really good. Yep. And Judson's just a tough team to gauge, man. Coach Soto always has his guys ready. They've been in almost every game that they've had, but they're three and seven on the season. It's like it's tough to gauge how good they are. Yeah, and they've played you look at Judson's schedule, they've yeah. played a lot of really solid teams and, and that three and seven record is misleading a little bit just because you're in a team that only has or in a district, I should say, that only has six teams in it. So those wins and losses are magnified even more when it comes to district play. But uh, Judson, yeah, they've they've got athletes now. Nathaniel Stanley, uh, Isaiah Favela, you know, t- tossing the ball around and everything. So, you know, that one is, yes, that is one that we're, we're circling as, yeah, we want to make sure that we're at that one because th- that's going to be a fun game to just see how it plays out, you know, and – you know, Clark, they've they've gone through the gauntlet of a schedule too, just playing in their district week in and week out. So that one's going to be fun to see who comes out on top. Yeah, it's just going to be really – that's going to be like when we're putting all the scores into our scripts and stuff like that on Friday, I'm going to be consistently asking like, okay, what's the Judson score? What's the Judson? <laughs> just because I, I really don't know who's going to win the game. Mm-hmm. I think Clark's a very good team. We saw them against Roosevelt, and they didn't have their best day a couple of weeks ago on TNL. Obviously no TNL this week. Um congratulations and thank you to everybody who puts that together as well i was going to do that shout out later uh but also it's just like we saw judson against clemens also didn't have their best day we saw we see judson play steel didn't have their best day we saw them barely lose to new Braunfels, who is a very good team i just don't know what to what to think of either of these guys when they're playing up against each other and it just seems it's kind of almost you know and i don't know because we're not at practice every day and you know, we kind of see the final scores, and yes, you know, we, we'll pick up a game here and there where we get to see them. And sometimes, you know, with, just with that, it, it just seems to be like a consistency issue. Now, you know, again, that's that's a very uh, high-level view where we don't get to see them day in and day out, you know. But 
you know, now that you're in the mix, you know, hey, you've made the postseason, so now it's just like, hey, it's it's time to turn it on. Three and seven, you kind of shove that aside, and it's like, why why not us and and go on a run here and make it happen? Yeah, either way, either get dripping springs next week, so that that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you know, um, again, it, it, we saw it. You, you kind of see it in almost every postseason. It's just like, you know, man, how did this team get in? You know, they just limped in, or, or man, they just made it by the skin of their teeth, and then they get hot and they click in, and then it's just like, okay, then the confidence really starts to build uh, during a playoff win, and you stack one or two wins quickly, and then it's like, all right, now we're playing our really best ball. Yeah, just look at the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, some other interesting games. Uh, Wagner playing AM Consolidated. That should be a tough one in College Station. Uh, Tigerland Stadium, 7 p.m. on Friday, November 10th. Winner gets the third ranked team in 5A in full shear. So that would be a, uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but maybe. Uh, full shear will be tough. Uh, they're the, like I said, third ranked team in, in the state in 5A. So that'll be, a, that'll be a tough one to get past for Wagner if they get there. A um, couple other interesting ones. Victoria East is playing Medina Valley. Uh, that's Friday, 7 o'clock, Memorial Stadium in Victoria. Liberty Hill playing Harlandale is the last one I really wanted to touch on besides the J game. Harlandale, 8-2 uh, and two this season. They, I think they were third in that district, is if, the, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Third in that district behind Alamo Heights and Burbank. Um, they put together a great season with Coach Torres and Jacob Sacedo and Zion Molina over there yeah. and all those guys. I mean, I, I don't see any reason they can't knock off Liberty Hill. No, um, it's it's just kind of assignment football on defense just because of the, uh, the the weird offense that Liberty Hill runs, kind of like the split modified T or, you know, split T, <laughs> however it is, um, you know, a little bit kind of like Wagner, you know, it's, it's kind of what they run too. They, they like to run the ball. So if your defense, you know, keeps its eye discipline and, and everybody does their job and sticks with their assignment and everything, you can kind of lock them down a little bit. And, you know, being at a couple of Harlandale games down the stretch here, you know, Michael Palomino is, is a, a playmaker at wide receiver. So it, it's not just ground and pound for, for the Indians. So um, it, that one should be, you know, another f- interesting one to just see, hey, you know, it. I feel like it's kind of a toss-up. You know, maybe Harlandale can can run with Liberty Hill just a little bit. And the last one I want to get to, Laredo Alexander's playing Jay. Um, Jay's reward for an 8-2 season is going to Laredo. Uh, 3 p.m. Saturday, November 11th. Winner of that one will get Westlaco or Mission and then probably Dripping Springs. Or if Judson and uh, Clark and or Clark can knock off Dripping Springs, then they'll play them in the third round. But just a tough draw for Jay. It's such a great season that they had with Jackson Gutierrez and Coach Gutierrez over there and all the boys that they have on that team. It's just like, damn, I wish they were here, you know? Sure, but I, I guess maybe look at it with a little bit of a silver lining where it's like, okay, you get an extra day to prepare for this. You know, sure, it's a long bus ride out to to get to Laredo and play a game on a Saturday afternoon, but... Uh, man, it, is it going to feel nice? You know, you know, you get you get that win, get that one out of the way, and it's like, all right, now we're going to the next one. I I would, I have them penciled in as as getting past you know that first round. I just think so. I think their rushing attack is just so good. Plus, you know, when when that rushing game gets really good and those defenses start to stack the box a little bit, Jackson has shown you know he can toss around a little bit, and they've got some playmakers at receiver that can get get behind the defense and, and gash you. Yeah, man, they got some boys, and there's no reason they can't win that game. There's no reason they can't win the second game either. So um, that is all we got for this episode of the High School Hype Squad. 
on the Sneakers Cleats podcast. It is week 12 for us, and we look forward to being here the next couple of weeks as well. That's when the teams start to get whittled down. So, Well, I'm looking forward to, man, you know, you win those first two, and then you're going to start – you start talking about having turkey legs at practice and everything, and that's that's the big tradition that everybody's kind of. That's kind of like the first benchmark. Uh, you get to that Thanksgiving week, and it's like, all right, yeah, you know, we have a turkey leg at practice. That means we're having a pretty darn good season. You know who's looking forward to a couple of weeks from now the most? Mm. Betsy Calderon. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, digital person. We appreciate you, Betsy. <laughs> that helps us with scores every week. She's like, she doesn't know anything. Really doesn't know that much about football, and so we've been teaching her all season. And I, th- I think we've molded her into, you know, really knowing about high school football this this year. Yeah, I think so. Well, she's <laughs> she's been a big help, and we, could, we couldn't do Friday nights without her. Absolutely not. Uh, and like I said a little bit earlier, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out. All the TNL team, Chris Kotfuss and everybody that, that puts it on, uh, Don and, and Chuck, for letting me be a part of it. And everybody did a fantastic job this year. Chris Kotfuss is literally the godfather of TNL. Yeah. He is uh, unquestioned producer and ex- – everything extraordinary that so, ship run yeah, yeah nothing could happen without chris coppice so brian watts bryce shout out guys oscar every, everybody over there does a great job so uh that's all we got for you today on the uh high school hype squad edition of Caesar cleats podcast we'll be back on friday when be playing tonight in the garden we'll talk about that on friday man it's it looks like a zoo up there already uh, yeah, yeah i'm sure i'm do you think he's gonna have uh, this, this side note how do you think tonight goes for him in the garden under the lights with everybody watching on ESPN? Well, I mean, it's, you know, world's most famous arena. I think he puts on a show. You know, it's it's not – he's he's got his feet wet now. You know, it's two weeks in. You know, he kind of knows the drill now. So, uh, sure, there's maybe a little bit more attention, but I don't think he even pays attention to that. You know, it's Bull. just kind of like, uh, you know, whatever. It's like now it's time to play basketball. Bold prediction, they will not allow 86 points in the first half. <laughs> Yeah. Like they did against the Pacers. Yeah. They, that was ridiculous. <laughs> the defense, you know, they're they're still again, it, it's early. They're still they're still trying to figure out how to play with each other. I mean, uh and you don't want him to just sit in the paint yeah. because it's like, man, he can he can guard the three point line too. It was a tough night, night coming off back to back. So sure. uh quick reminder, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Please download subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell an enemy, give us a five-star rating, give us some feedback. We will see you right back here on Friday on the Sneakers Cleats podcast.